What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Bilal, and welcome to episode 42 of the WorkPrints Gamecast. Joining me today are Rob. What's going on? And Jen. Hey, everyone. As we delve into a world where the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl yet again. Get the Yikes. hell out of here right now. You? Seriously. You going to start us off with that? Yeah. I mean, it was I mean, better when you were reading the script. I mean... We could start low and then go back high, like last week's episode. Oh, okay. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> yes, that's we're what setting we're doing. the bar low. <laughs> yes, we're setting the bar low. I appreciate that. That yeah. Um, no, but in reality, we're actually going to be talking about what we've been playing, uh, and which includes the Resident Evil Two one shot demo, and talking about some of the upcoming releases. Um, it's been a fun week. Uh, we got two podcasts up on the work prints uh podcast feed uh and i appreciate everyone tuning uh, in a lot hey, more hey, what, yeah. what 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 i like how super trash is just left left out of this it hurts I, uh, you me to the quick right. super trash post every week yes super trash uh jen you want to talk about super trash real quick so super trash is a podcast that i do with Alyssa where we talk about the best parts of the Arrowverse on the cw that's not true. Supergirl is not one of the best parts of the Arrowverse right now. Um, but mostly we talk about Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, and you guys just uh, recently ran a really great interview uh, with uh, e- the actress that plays Eve Tessmacher. Yeah, yeah, we did. Andrea Brooks. And yeah. that was a really, really good uh, interview. Yeah, no, uh, I don't even w- li- watch Supergirl. Uh, I actually fall fallen off the Arrowverse, but I gave that a listen uh, as I was Pokemon Go hunting uh, this past week. And yeah, you know what? It was very entertaining, even from somebody that doesn't have a clue what's going on in the storylines, just how she talked about getting her gig and everything that goes on behind the scenes and the fandom. It, it's just It was just a fun podcast to listen to. I mean, that's because I'm fun. And, uh, you know, I really bring the energy to my podcast. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) All right. Um, So what have you guys been playing? Uh, Rob, you want to start? Yeah, that's fine. I can kick it off, Um, especially since I'm usually the one who's been playing the most. That's true. Uh, So we talked about Assassin's Creed Odyssey last week when we were talking about our games of 2018. And I finally got back into it and i'm actually trying to play through it at a regular pace now and uh, again i mean we talked about it last week that game is so so good and i just get lost in the world itself i think one of the things that gets that gets me really hyped about that game is actually how good it looks um i I know it's a weird thing to say uh but i talked about this last week too where it's one of the few games where i've actually gone in and adjusted the settings to make it look as good as possible and i show it off when people are over and stuff like that and so there are times where i would just stand at the top of a mountain go into photo mode and just look around and try to frame a perfect shot and then not even take the picture it's just so i could see how good it looks on my tv so oh, I- i've been messing around with that i also have been playing after charge have any of you guys he- heard about this game no, no. This is the first time hearing about it okay so it's on xbox game pass right now it's a 3v3 asymmetrical multiplayer game the uh, it's attack and defend game type so the attackers are actually these different robots that have different abilities and they are invisible until they either cross in front of the defenders 
or are next to a pylon. And these pylons are across the map and they're trying to destroy them. So the way to win as an attacker is to destroy all the pylons. The way to win as a defender is to defeat all the uh, attackers. So defenders are invulnerable, cannot be killed. Um, but they obviously aren't invisible like the uh, attackers are. So it's this... It's a game that requires a lot of communication for the most part. Um, I've mostly been playing with randos, which isn't the, the best way to go about it. But I think it's, I mean, I think it's fun. I think it's a, a good time. I don't want to spend too much time getting into it, and I probably didn't do a great job of describing it. But if you have Game Pass, go ahead and give it a shot. I mean, there's no reason not to. The now, other thing I have Is this 3v3 against other players, or can you do it against CPU as well? So what it does, what it appears to do right now is even if you go into quick play, if it's not finding enough people, it will just throw you in there with bots as well. And the bots aren't... They're not as good as players, but they're by no means the worst bots I've ever seen in a game. So, like I said, so far, I'm, I'm having fun with it. We'll see how long I, I continue to play with it or if I stick with it. Um, the other game I've been playing a lot of is Brawl Stars. And I'm not a big like mobile game player, but this game is got its hooks in me. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I play like five or, or six matches and then stop and then come back either later in the day or the next day and stuff like that. It's the game I've played on mobile that feels most like an actual video game, if that makes sense. Is this that MOBA-like from the Clash of Clan Clash Royale folks? It, it, it is. It is. Uh, that's uh, Supercell, I believe. Yes. It is from them. Um, I don't know if I would describe it as MOBA. It's more hero shooter. Um, except top down. Okay, fine. It's like a MOBA and hero shooter mixed together. There's no lanes that you're trying to attack. For the most part, most of the game types involve killing the other three people or trying to collect and hold on to these uh, gems. That's the one I play the most. Um, I I I would give it a shot, even if you're not someone who normally plays uh, touchscreen mobile games. This one is a lot of fun. And even though it does have some free-to-play hooks in it where it doesn't stop you from ever playing the game and requiring you to pay for, like, energy, we'll say, but you do stop getting tokens towards these um, loot boxes that you can get after a certain amount of matches. And so you can continue playing and not getting any real reward outside of actually enjoying the game. And at no point have I felt like I need to actually spend money on this game, though. Even though there are some heroes that you can only unlock through these loot boxes. But if you just play enough, you do randomly get some of those as well. And you unlock some just from playing, just from gaining experience. I would, I I highly recommend it. I'm not one to recommend mobile games, but I would recommend checking it out. So over the Christmas break, my nephew was in town. And uh, he I saw him playing this on his uh, Galaxy Note. And the game looks great, but uh, I kept on hearing him say the same things that I would say in uh, League of Legends, which would be, oh my god, my teammates suck, I have to carry my team, this is impossible. <laughs> Do you so run into those situations? I, I have, I have. There are a couple teams where, a couple times where I'm just like, why, why aren't you defending me? I have all of our gems right now, I'm putting damage out on these people, I'm trying to run away, and instead of defending me, you guys are on the other side of the very small map that we have there is some of that and i mean you can play with friends if you have friends who also play the game so that would alleviate some of that 
but uh i think for the most part i don't take it too serious so it doesn't bother me the same way it would in other games like league of legends so what's the what's the loop of each match is it you just killed other team or is there objective so there's it's objective there are three different well i have three different game types unlocked the more you play you unlock different and more game types and so the three i have unlocked right now one involves collecting these gems and then if you are killed you drop the gems and so a team has to hold 10 gems and then hold it for 15 seconds to win and then there's also one that is kind of like a battle royale where there's 10 people you can either do it solo or as a duo and then the last team alive wins and every time you kill someone you actually get stronger as well so you start outputting more damage and then there's another game type that is just like team deathmatch except people are worth different amounts so everybody comes in and if you kill someone you get two stars off the bat everybody's worth two stars but if you start killing people then suddenly you become worth three stars you become worth four stars five stars six stars so the better you do without dying the more valuable your bounty is on your head and so like i said i mess around with different game modes i don't take it too serious which i think helps a lot with this game and and it's a lot of fun is there a rank uh system in this game so i don't boy that sounds like that would be an awful idea (laughs) so there is a pseudo rank system where you are getting um trophies i think they are it's similar to it's similar to clash right where when you win you rank up a little bit if you lose you you go down a little bit yeah. um you see it's right now i'm at a, at the point where every time i win i'm getting much more than when i lose where i'm just getting less like you know one or two taken away and when i win i'm getting plus six and so like i said i'm not taking it serious and it doesn't seem it seems to try to even out the teams but it doesn't necessarily like if i were one character oh also your rank is based individually on characters so oh. if you're starting off with a newer character then you're at the bottom tier ranked then you're going up against people more at that level and i will say it seems to try to make the teams even rather than trying to have everybody be bottom rank it just tries to even out the teams and so i mean i haven't had any issues for the most part i've never felt like i was completely outmatched um in any of the matches or necessarily that my team was absolutely dominating and the other team couldn't come back. I think the game types are set up in a way that you can still pull one out in the end. And so, and you could still throw at any moment. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I really think that you should just give it a shot and then let me know what you think about it. I've already downloaded it as you were speaking. Awesome. Awesome. And then the last game I've been playing I also downloaded is... it while you were talking about it. <laughs> okay. We'll have to try it. It's a, it's yeah. three players in a party for the one game type so we can play together and then talk about it next week yeah no that sounds great oh boy and the last thing i want to talk about real quick is i'm playing uh the realm royale beta on xbox one and this is the battle royale by the smite guys uh high-res studios smite paladins Uh uh-huh and uh they made a bunch of changes actually just this past week in a new update and i think they're really smart changes they give you a little bit more customization in different classes so you can play more to your play style and i i'm really really enjoying it i think it's a somewhere in between what you would get out of a a pubg uh, call of duty blackout and a Fortnite. um it's got a fantasy theme to it i'm having a lot more fun than i thought 
I would with this game. And I'm finding myself wanting to play this more than Fortnite or or Call of Duty Blackout lately. Damn, that's impressive, especially with how much Fortnite we played last year. I mean, it's still, like, I played maybe two or three matches of Fortnite today, and then went on to play, like, five or six of Realm Royale. So Goodness. Damn. Jen, what about you? Have you been playing anything? Um, so I've I've still been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I am taking my time with the game. I keep finding different side quests that I can do. Um, I just I'm really really enjoying the game. Like I loved Syndicate, but I felt like I was trying really hard to blow through the story because I wanted to just get it over with. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know why with Odyssey, maybe just because uh, Cassandra, I don't know. But um, with Rob, like what he was saying about the graphics in Odyssey, it's so true that it looks really, really good. And I'm not normally um, someone who needs a really pretty video game to get engrossed into the story, but it certainly helps with Odyssey and just being able to ride a horse around and there's a lot of like quality of life things in odyssey that i want in large-scale rpgs like the fact that you can set your horse to follow the road to go to your next quest destination um it's just like a, a lot of things like i don't have to really manage my inventory that much i get to just play the game and fight and kill people with spears and i yeah, think so it's it- a lot of fun it is a very gamey game and that I think is what is the main appeal to it too is that I just go in and I have a good time and I lose myself in that world and it's not just the graphics but the art direction there's so much color in that game yes. and I, I absolutely adore it I think m- one of my biggest uh, regrets with that game was like how fast I tore through it because uh, I was playing on a 1080p TV and I got a 4k TV I think maybe a few weeks after I finished that game and I'm just like oh if I can only go back and just see what that game looks like in like HDR with 4k on I mean you, you still can I know but there's so many other games to play <laughs> in so little time yeah uh, I mean I just take my time and I got uh, my son has been playing it too and he he's really excited he's enjoying it because he loved Black Flag and this is the game that is, I guess, closest to Black Flag, especially with the ship battles. And he's really liking it, too. He decided to pick Alexios instead of Cassandra because he was like, Oh, well, you're playing Cassandra, so you know what that's like. So I'm going to play as Alexios. And I was like, I guess that's fine. It's okay. Whatever. He just didn't want to hurt your feelings. He didn't. He didn't want to hurt my feelings. He probably knows that I'm obsessed with Cassandra, so... He just, you know, go ahead. You have your girlfriend. <laughs> not gonna, I'm not going <laughs> to take mom's character. Um, other than that, I've been playing Atlas. And it is this... If you've played Ark, it's Ark but pirate-themed. And when I say that, I mean that literally. Like, the developers of Ark took Ark and skinned it with pirate stuff. They bought up a bunch of uh, mod developers and incorporated some of the different mods that are maybe more popular with Ark and put them into Atlas. And it's fun. It's okay. It's not like... I'm actually really mad that I paid for it. Not going to lie. But 
it, mm, I, it it's one of those things that that frustrates me with these kinds of games because it is early access and I bought into it because I thought it would be cool but it has a lot of bugs it crashes all of the time it's not optimized at all and it really does just feel like the developers scamming people who liked playing Ark. So, so I just uh, googled uh, the game and the first story I see is Atlas servers brought down again, this time by giant whales and tanks. Hacker gets into administrator's account, forces server rollback. That would be frustrating as hell to deal with uh, when playing a game. Yeah, I mean, I haven't played on any of the official servers because I hate playing these kinds of games with people that I don't know. So, but I, as far as I understand it, hosting a server is intense because of how huge the maps are. And I think they said to run across the map, if you were to run across the entire map, which you can't do anyway because it's mostly water, but if you were to, one square grid would take you... Oh no, sorry. Maybe it was a 3x3 three three square grid would take you 30 in-game hours. Damn. So, yeah, that's that's too big for me. You don't you don't need all of that. That's no. Put put that work elsewhere. So, uh, you know, you've played Ark and Ark definitely A lot. Yeah, you played a lot of Ark and Ark definitely started bare bones and evolved into this really big huge game. Do you have faith that Atlas will take the same turn? Like, how did you end up feeling on Ark? Well, I mean, to where it is today. Um, I think Ark is successful where it is today because of mods and the developers behind a lot of those. And so, the developers for Ark and Atlas, they uh, Studio Wildcard, they kind of incorporate a lot of those different things so a few of their expansions have incorporated different mod developers and brought those in and it has made the game better if they do that with atlas i could see it being okay and entertaining i think that maybe it hasn't been out long enough for me to really be invested in it because right now it's it's just the same thing with arc you know you get to tame creatures and there's some different creatures but a lot of them are still pretty similar to Ark and you get to build a big pirate fortress and that's cool and you get to build boats and that's cool that's okay but I don't know that it really brings that much more to the table right now as it stands so maybe in a couple of months it'll be better we'll see so in a toss-up Atlas or Sea of Thieves Oh gosh, they're, they're so different though. You gotta pick one. They're, I mean, I mean, I would probably pick Sea of Thieves right now just because it's more polished. There you go. Sea of Thieves, the better game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Nobody tell Josh. Yeah. Have you uh, been playing anything else? Or is that for it for you? Oh, that's really it. Just kind of uh, dinking around the little games on my phone, but nothing major. Yeah. Um, on my end... Uh, Pokemon Go had a uh, new Hoenn region event that came out, of which brought back... It brings back all the Hoenn region, Generation 3 Pokemon. Uh, so they're spawning all over the place, and along with that, they did for two weeks, the Kyogre and Groudon 
are spawning as raid five uh at raid five uh gyms so i've been out trying to get those and hoping to get a shiny version of those so uh, the first day they were out, I left work, I jumped on the Discord group, and I found <laughs> I found the very first raid that was happening in my town. I go there, and my coworker, who doesn't uh, have a raid group of his own, asked me if I could uh, raid for him. So I have, like, I have the two phones open, I have mine, I have his, and the raid completes. And after the raid completes, you get a chance to uh, capture uh, that raid Pokemon. And it's at that screen where you discover if you get a shiny variant, which is... You know, it's pretty hard to come by. There's a percentage chance. I think they say it's 1 in 40 for raid Pokemon. Uh, I look over at my co-worker's uh, screen, and it's a shiny version. And I was like, oh, you no. mofo. <laughs> I, I literally cursed out loud, and I sent him a text of... Uh, the, and I caught it for him, because like, the shinies are a guaranteed catch. And he he texted me back that he was running around in the supermarket super hyped. Um, so, you're welcome, Wilson. You're welcome. I've spent the next few days doing about 24 more of these raids, and no luck for myself. Not a single shiny. Uh, so it's been a bit demoralizing. I still got about a week and a half left uh, getting one, but it was it was just like a stab after stab after seeing everyone I was raiding with get a shiny. One guy got three in the span of an hour, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going home. This is too much. My uh, my friend, she and her son will go Pokemon Go hunting together. And she uses her phone as a mobile hotspot so that mm-hmm. he can play on his phone because he doesn't have a plan for his because uh, he's little and kids that little should not have phones. Anyway. Um, and so they were doing a raid for the uh, Kyogre and mm. she got a shiny one and her son didn't and he was inconsolable for a very long time because he was so mad that his mom got a shiny one and he didn't get one at all and i just you know what i think this is where kids need to learn that life is unfair and you're just you're just not going to get that shiny pokemon like you want i'm trying jen i'm trying (laughs) i might i might cry I might cry at the end of two weeks if I don't get one. Sometimes life is unfair. You're going to have to get past that. I don't want to. I want it. You think if I write a sternly worded letter to Niantic, they'd give me one? Probably not, no. No, 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 no. 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 Give them money, maybe. I've given them more than enough money. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. It's almost embarrassing how many raid passes I have sitting in my inventory. Oh, Bilal. Yeah. Um, and then yesterday was the shiny Feebas event. So for three hours at Pokestops, if you spun, you got a Feebas-related quest. And you had a chance of getting a shiny from that. So, I mean, it was like 20-something degrees. And these events had you either hatching an egg, uh, walk, earning a candy by walking your buddy, or doing... 15 great uh, 15 nice throws or 10 great throws uh so i spent three hours doing about 30 quests and i had to leave for a birthday party around 4 30 and luckily one of the people i had met up with caught an extra one and traded it with me since i had no luck and then on my way home when i completed my 28th quest i finally got one of my own and i was like yes but um it was frustrating just because 
it's not fun and it was super cold um other than that i've been playing tales of vesperia i originally bought it on the xbox one uh because i was like yeah i've been well wanted to play it on 360 never got a chance i played it for about 15 minutes and then immediately went out and bought it for the switch and got a refund for the xbox version uh if you're in the if you're like looking for an rpg i highly recommend it it has a fantastic cast it plays great and it's the perfect pick up and play game on the switch um a lot of RPGs, I feel like nowadays, start off just throwing systems at you, like non-stop. And I just kind of want to get in there, fall in love with the world, the story, the characters, and very few get that right. And this is one, oh, this one just from the get-go. Uh, I'm loving it. Uh, so if you're looking for an RPG, uh, Tales of Vesperia, Definitive Edition. So is this one of those that I'm going to have to play it for a couple of hours to really get into the story? The story actually kicks off, like right away it's more story focused in the beginning and then battles slowly come up a bit after that um so it, yeah it, it's front loaded with story um but i think it has troy baker playing yuri lovel uh who as a main character uh for a, a rpg not depressed or emo very confident uh, great towards his cast members has a great sense of humor it mm-hmm. it's it's like everything a main character should be but for some reason we never get uh so it's a really refreshing and great take on a character that's nice because i normally hate the uh male main characters in rpgs yeah no i I, i'd highly recommend it and and that's pretty much all i've been playing for this week uh but the one thing i did have us all play was the resident evil 2 demo so Jen, um, you sound like you had a great time with this. <laughs> you okay, want to kick you it guys off? know how I feel about these kinds of games. I seriously sat here with all of the lights on, my door wide open. I made sure that my dogs were out so that they could, I guess, bark if there was danger. I don't know what my thought process was there, but I, I remember being much younger than I am now playing Resident Evil 2 for the first time and the first time that I saw a liquor skitter across the screen on the TV playing that game it was only later surpassed by the bathroom scene in Silent Hill 2 which I don't know how my friends got me to play that too but I wow I hate these games and I don't know why I keep playing them because I'm a scaredy cat and I was (laughs) terrified this entire demo so let's back up a second. So Resident Evil 2 Remake is coming out soon, right? The 25th? Yeah. Is that right? It's Five this days? week. Yeah. yeah. And so they released the Resident Evil 2 one-shot demo. And by one-shot, you get 30 minutes to play the demo, and that's it. You can die as many times as you want, but you only get 30 minutes. And you could die zero times, use the whole 30 minutes, and still not complete the demo itself. And so that all three of us played it. So, Bilal, you're the only one who actually completed it, correct? Yeah, uh, so it took me about a little over 17 minutes to play through it, but I honestly just wanted to see it through to completion. I did kind of hurry through some areas, but I got a good general feel of it. I didn't want to spend too much time with the game, because the one thing with demos for me is I hate replaying through sections in uh, the main game. I like In the same way. Yeah. So it was just a perfect amount of time to go through that police station, solve, you know, get a feel of how 
to solve the puzzles, uh, how the inventory system works, how the weapon aiming system works. Uh, yeah, so for the most part, uh, it, it's a good it's a good slice of the game. If you're did if you're you, on fence about it, did you play Resident Evil Two when it was originally released? So I didn't. The only Resident Evil I played on the original PlayStation was three. Um, so, okay. I, but I, my cousin had Resident Evil Two, and I would watch him play. But I think that was more from the sewer section and onward. I so I, I all I know was that there was a PlayStation and uh, not much else. So did you when you were playing this demo? Did you skip the cutscenes? Oh no, I actually watched all the cutscenes. I kind of didn't explore as slowly as I would as I did in uh, okay. Resident Evil Seven. Uh, so some areas I kind of just went through, and I kind of just stumbled my way through to the ending of this demo. Uh, so I think it's like after you collect the second med- medallion, you get radio to come back uh, by the one cop that's still alive. Uh, and once you go there, a cutscene plays and the demo ends. Um, in reality, you could probably finish this demo by skipping the cutscenes in about like seven minutes if you wanted. Um, but so, from what I played, I really enjoyed it. So Jen, how did you go about playing this demo? I took my time. Um, yeah. I I played Resident Evil 2 when it came out. And um, I I really like the updated feel of the game. But I still f- felt like I wanted to go and explore each different room that I came across. I wanted to see if I could figure out the puzzles, what they would let me figure out. Like, I, did, I wasn't sure what was going to be closed off or not with the demo. Um... So yeah, I t- I took my time. I didn't I didn't blow through the ammo like I normally would have. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I like I said I never played. Uh, did I mention this? I don't know. But we were talking about this before. I've never played Resident Evil Two before. So I t- took my time through this. I went through probably at a snail's pace, way slower than I would go through any game. Definitely not a beat the demo in seven minutes. Yeah, definitely not a beat the demo inside minutes. That's why I asked how you guys went about playing it because I don't think I even got close to beating it and I took all 30 minutes I know, minutes I it. know I didn't. Yeah. So, so I was playing on uh, Steam and what would happen is every five minutes a new achievement would unlock. It was like five minutes played, 10 minutes played, 15, and I was like, oh shit, I'm running out of time. Uh, I'm not sure if that happened on the Xbox for you guys. No, it- it does not. It wasn't until I went into the inventory and just happened to notice that it has a countdown timer in there that I realized that it had any indication of how much time I had left. Yeah, but uh, I think graphically the game looks fantastic. It uh, really does. I would agree. It does. It's very, it's very nice looking. It also sounds really, really good. I don't know about on PC what the audio options were, but on the Xbox One X at least there was an audio option for Dolby Atmos. Yes. So yeah. that, that was on uh, PC, and I was using Atmos headphones as well. Yeah, so was I. I was and using Atmos. Yeah, so it's unnerving, because sometimes you hear sounds, and you just like look in the direction, there's uh-huh. nothing there. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but the lights were on. My wife was sitting there doing work, so I couldn't turn them off and immerse myself in screaming like a little girl. But uh, that will happen eventually. I ended up uh, picking up the game, uh, so whenever that drops later this so- week... I was literally about to ask after playing this one shot uh, who thinks that they're going to pick this game up. And so, Bilal, you're going to pick it up. Jen, I know you don't like these type of games. Did the one shot change your mind at all? (sighs) Look, I mean, I'll play these games. I just... 
I just don't like them. But <laughs> I did, I did really like what they did with it. I really like the feel of the game. Uh, I thought that combat was really solid. Um, I would be interested in, in playing it. I don't know if I would pay full price for it, but if it went on sale, I think I'd pick it up. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. I really like these types of games. I, in the past, have not loved the old Resident Evil games with their tank controls. Oh, God. I'm so, I was so happy when I was able to move and shoot in this. Yes, this one feels m- much better. And yeah. so I think at some point, if this does go on sale and there's a lull and I'm in the mood for this type of game, I think I will give it a shot. My other question is actually, what do you guys think about the one-shot demo itself and this concept of only having a set time limit on these demos and that being it being free to do whatever you want in that time frame and die as many times as you want however once that time is up the demo is done like, what are your guys thoughts on that so you can't go back and play it again for those 30 I mean, minutes i mean you can there are people who have hacked it and they'll there are things online that'll show you that you could just get it yeah but i think otherwise i think otherwise you cannot i think no. it's just the 30 minutes i that was the assumption i was under on everything i read so once i was my 30 minutes was up i uninstalled it I find that a bit weird. Um, personally, I would prefer being able to replay a demo no matter what the timer is. I get the reason for the timer, but if I rush through it with my 30 minutes, or like 17 in this case, I would like to go be able to go back and just take my time, see what I missed. Um, so I will say that the one thing about this 30-minute timer that I don't like is especially with a game like this where the puzzles are such a big deal for this game. I didn't even get to try out any of the puzzles really because of the pace I was taking to go through this world and go through this demo. And so I don't even know for sure if the puzzles are the type that I'd be interested in. And so I don't know how effective this demo is going to be in getting people who weren't already excited for Resident Evil on board with Resident Evil. So to me, the puzzle in this was similar to something out of Uncharted. So you get a notebook from an officer early on before he is decapitated in half. Rest in peace. And in there is like a statue that you've uh, come across inside like the foyer, the main hall of the police station. And there's like three slots for like circular medallions. And then on the next two pages, there's like a lion statue and a unicorn statue, and like arrows pointed to specific things. And when you find these specific statues, uh, there's three dials on them, and there's uh, certain pictures for each dial that you need to, you know, set the lock to the right thing, and the medallion pops out. So very much like Uncharted, it's, uh, you know, you look at the image in the book, use the clues, like which were the arrows pointing out. Usually it's like top to bottom, and you just match those symbols up and the medallion pops out. So for in the demo, there's two of those. There's a lot of uh, doors that were like Resident Evil 7 where uh, they use certain symbols. Like I think it's from the cards, like the clover, the club. Uh, and you come across certain keys that will only work on those doors. Um, so it, it's stuff like that. Uh, nothing that I stared at that didn't take too long to figure out. Uh, but for the most part, it feels very Resident Evil. Uh, I came across a bathroom where there was steam and I didn't have a valve in my inventory to uh, put on against the pipe and, you know, turn yeah, off Yeah, I got steam. to that bathroom as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, from what I remember at Resident Evil 2, watching my cousin play, uh, there, that feel is still there. 
Uh, some of the things Where you're I did. constantly running around back and forth, backtracking all over the place, picking yeah. up something and going back, and yeah. So one of the things I did see, and I don't remember this, Jen, maybe you can uh, tell me if this is new. I came across wooden boards, uh, which you could pick up, and I guess you could put them on the windows. Was that a thing? Yeah, I put one on the window. Actually, as soon as I picked it up, the window that was right next to me, I just went ahead and boarded it up because there was a zombie out there banging on it. Yeah, okay. I, I think I did that twice. I don't remember doing that before. I don't remember boarding up windows. I remember them crashing through the windows. Yeah. I remember them sneaking up behind me. I don't remember boarding up windows. Okay. Yeah, I think outside of that, the only thing I didn't like is when I would pick up ammo, it would be like, do you want to combine it with your previous ammo? It's like, just mix it yeah, in. Just, like, just put it like, in the yeah. same stack. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why? Um, I also don't like that um, I didn't realize with one item what exactly I was picking up. And it happened to be more ammo, but it didn't It didn't give me the combine option. So instead, it replaced uh, gunpowder that I had. And I was like, ah, crap. So I went to go combine it again, but the gunpowder was then gone. So, oh, so this when didn't it, drop. Yeah, so once it was out of my inventory, it was no longer on the ground and gone. And I think that that's a misstep, too. Oh, that sucks. Um, but other than that, I look forward to trying this game out, and I'll let you guys know next week uh, my thoughts on it. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, moving into our topic of the week, we are going to be talking about our most anticipated games of 2019. Um, so uh, I think we all chose five of them. There might be some overlap here. But um, Rob, you want to kick us off with what your most anticipated games are? All right. Yeah, and there's no particular order as far as this is concerned. I, for the most part, I just went in release order. But the first one on my list that I'm really excited for is anthem so everybody here knows what anthem is for those that don't it's basically ea's attempt at a destiny or division type game so it's a uh, games as service basically is what it looks like um i think so far what they've showed the world looks absolutely beautiful i love that the classes are these they call them javelins they're basically these mech suits iron Iron man Man, yeah iron man type suits and the different classes are you know you have a speed class you have a essentially a tank class you have your your, the classes you're expecting there's one that is a like elemental class yeah that one was just like we need a warlock (laughs) <laughs> yes and it's just like this guy has elemental damage and i'm just like okay i'm i'm here yes. for it yeah no 100 percent. and it is third person that's why i say instead of just using destiny as a comparison i actually think that a m- more apt comparison gameplay wise is probably the division two uh division one and now the division two coming out soon um I'm, I'm really excited for this i'm ready for after playing so many competitive games recently i'm ready for a nice cooperative game to be able to play with people and the fact that it looks like that your team size will be four people to play cooperatively oh, instead of a fire team of three which even one person makes a huge difference and so I, i'm really excited for it so far yeah and then um that's entirely pve if i remember right i i think so i mean they haven't talked about pvp at all and Knowing I, i'm them, for they probably will have a pvp at aspect. some point yeah yeah, yeah. But I think, it, for me, the allure is PvE. It is just straight-up cooperative play. I hope that we do run into other squads in the world, but I don't necessarily... I, uh, right now, I'm not in the mood for any PvP and something like this. 
Sounds good. Same. Like, I, th- this is not the kind of game that I really want to worry about fighting other trolls and players and stuff in it. I'm optimistic that it can that it can be good. I wasn't. I was excited when they first announced it, and then the first couple of trailers for it, I was a little hesitant. But um, I think I'm firmly on the excited side now. I took it off of my top five because there were others that I am more excited for. But I think if they can at least keep the the combat from Andromeda, that I think it could be fun. Because I really liked the shooting in Andromeda. I, I didn't play enough Andromeda to Mass Effect Andromeda um, to remember what that was like. I thought. Oh. Well, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm thinking of other Mass Effect games and how yeah, so terrible the shooting was in those. I, I was gonna say my one concern is I I really hope it's not like Mass Effect Three and the oh yeah the the extra modes they had in Mass Effect Three that you play with friends. Um, the horde-like mode. I hope the shooting and stuff doesn't feel like that, and that is all I have as far as Bioware is concerned for a third-person shooter like this, so I, I hope it's better than that. Jen, you mentioned that you did have this list, but you t- took it off, so what is on your list? Um, are, are we going to go down through all of them, or you want me to just pick one? And we can just kind of trade off. I mean, I think it's up to you. I think it's totally fine. Um, so the first one that I have on my list is Pikuniku. And the guys, when they saw this on my list, they they got a little concerned because they thought that they were afraid to Google it because it might Listen, mean I something else. I just know how you are, and you just, I, I hadn't heard this way. game before, so uh huh, uh huh, yeah, yeah. So, um, Piku Niku is this. Uh, so I played it at PAX, and it is this adorable little puzzle game where you are this circle with legs wandering around a town that ha- that is just rife with drama and conspiracy. <laughs> it's so funny. I think the art style for it is adorable and you get to just roll around as your little oval all through the town solving puzzles, unlocking different areas, making friends or enemies with the townsfolk. And yeah, you can start a revolution with it. And I I just, I'm really excited for this game. And I think that it's perfect to play on the Switch. But as far as I can tell, I think it's going to be on... Yeah, it'll be on PC too. Yeah. So it'll be on PC and the Switch. Yeah, PC and the Switch on January 24th. So it's only a few days away. It's only a few days away, and I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm watching the trailer for this now, and you're right. It's like an oval with legs. I was <laughs> watching the trailer like as well. Yeah. I, I'm kind of into yeah. the art style. It it's, does look fun. It Honestly, it's very funny. The writing for it was very funny. There's like a little Dig Dug uh, snippet out of it as well. So it looks like, uh, it actually looks like it'll be a little fun time. I didn't feel this game was not on my radar and now I might be picking it up this week. What can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> so what else you got on your list, Jen? Um I also have Animal Crossing on uh, my list. 
Oh, why? Why, Bilal? All right, I'm going to tell you something about Animal Crossing. No, no, okay, go ahead, tell me. Animal Crossing is chores. It's what I don't want to do in my real life. Oh, But in a game form, and then you play it for like 30 minutes, and you're out of stuff to do. If you can get to 30 minutes, I just run out of stuff to do in that game. And everyone is super hyped about it for the first month, and then everybody completely drops off. Oh my god, no, every, every time with Animal Crossing. Oh, weird, weird, different people. I think I think that's probably a problem with Pocket Camp, the mobile game. Oh, I think that was... I, that is definitely a problem yeah. in 30 minutes you run out of things to do because yeah. you only have a few different areas to explore. But so, why, why are you excited about Animal Crossing? Because I fucking love chore games like this. <laughs> I love there you so. go. It's that's awesome. Game. That's awesome. <laughs> I really, really do. What I a mean, great response! I know. Um. <laughs> so let let me tell you when I was a when I was young and I had the GameCube, my dad was like, "I'll let you rent one game," and I was like, "All these magazines have Animal Crossing with like a ten. and I was like, "Oh my god, I need to play this game. This game is amazing. It's got to be amazing." So I went to Blockbuster. I got a seven day rental on Animal Crossing. I popped it in. And I ran out of things to do, and I was never more spiteful with that game because I couldn't figure out what I needed to do after. I was like, like, "There's nothing to do. I don't. I wrote a letter to this elephant. This elephant's a jerk. He didn't write me back. I don't know. And and, and I just been jaded ever since. Did you not? Do you not like? Did you ever play Harvest Moon? I liked Harvest Moon. Weirdly enough, did you? Okay. Did you like Stardew Valley? I like Stardew Valley. Huh. Maybe you just need you just need the farming aspect. Maybe. People are not as entertaining for you. See, the people aspect is what I love. I love creating drama in my own head. Like I, I, I in these games, I make up my own head canon for these different villagers and the terrible people that they are behind the scenes, and that's what makes it exciting for me. I mean, then there's Tom Nook, and he just puts you in Who's debt definitely immediately. Definitely a serial killer. The, the, the dude's a loan shark. He's just like, you owe me $200,000. Now I have to worry about my real life debts and the debt I have on my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't like that crippling fear going up to Tom Nook and no. owing him money? Dude's going to break your kneecaps. Uh, no, I, I love these games. They're great time wasters for me, and I definitely spend more than 30 minutes playing them. These are the kind of games that I start playing, and then I look up with my eyes bloodshot and realize that it's eight hours later. I, c- I can appreciate it. I mean, there's a lot of fun in those games. Um, yeah. yeah, so it was either it was either Animal Crossing or Town, but I think Animal Crossing is go- is more my more my shtick. Yeah, um, I'll say I'll go off my list. Um, so the most one of the most uh, more upcoming releases, uh, Kingdom Hearts three. I've been waiting for the conclusion to this franchise since freshman year of high school when I played the very first one. Um, I don't know what's going on in the story. All I know, it it looks absolutely gorgeous. There's a Toy Story world. Uh, There's a world for uh, Big Hero 6. I mean, who doesn't want more Baymax? Uh, So, I don't know. I'm just over the moon. I got to play the demo at New York Comic Con, and it, it plays great. I do have some concerns about the combat and the camera, but... I think that's just Kingdom Hearts in general. Outside of that, I, I just think... Really? I thought that they improved the combat oh, a lot in Kingdom Hearts 2. I thought it was great so, in the second one. Yeah, no, definitely in the second one it's improved. But, like, 
I think it was just a specific boss fight where it's in the trailers every time where you're running up the side of a mountain where you're fighting, I think it's a monster from Hercules, like the big rock titan, and he's tossing down these boulders, and just going back and forth, and then you, like, have to attack his feet, like, over and over again, and it's just, like, you're kind of stationary. It's a bit weird, but then I played this Toy Story part of the demo, and that part was a lot of fun. You got to jump into Toy Mac, fire missiles and stuff off, um, so that was pretty cool. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to Kingdom Hearts 3. I, so, I, I'm torn on Kingdom Hearts 3. One, because I still have no freaking clue what is going on in the story of this universe. Did you know that they put out a movie based off the mobile games, which tells the story of someone called the Master of Masters, and apparently he set everything in motion, and there's time travel. stop adding people who there's are controlling. Time, there's time travel <laughs> involved in this story now. Um, apparently there's like 13 versions of Xehanort, which if you never played Kingdom Hearts 1 or 2, you don't know who Xehanort is because he's in all the other spinoffs. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've really, really fucked up this franchise with all the spinoffs and not putting them on like systems that uh, everyone owned. <laughs> Uh, and they really should have put the complete co- uh, collection out on Xbox. I don't know why they did it. Um, just it's just one of the baffling moves. Yeah, I mean, I I, I completely agree with you with the story. If you're going to have this main storyline, keep it to the games that are numbered. Don't add them to the to the side mobile gaming platforms and or the handheld gaming platforms. I, I just. It baffles me that they introduce so many characters and so many main storyline plot points in the different handheld games. Yeah, I just... <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. And I've watched so many different uh, YouTube explanations of the story and Kingdom Hearts. I've played some of the handheld games, and I, I still just don't understand... And I feel stupid that I don't understand the Kingdom Hearts storyline, and I think that makes me a little bitter... But I also, I feel like it's been such a long time that I'm not as excited for it as I would have been maybe even two or three years ago. Yeah, no, I, I agree in certain regards. I'm excited to see the conclusion or whatever the conclusion is. They say there's something in there at the beginning which will help you catch up on all the important points. I don't know, maybe I'll deep dive into watching cutscenes of all the games again or just maybe the... Uh, Dream Drop Distance, since that was the again, last again. Of the story. Listen to yourself. You need to watch. <laughs> yeah, no, I know storylines of these games again. Yes, again. And take notes. I, I've already watched. I've already watched two forty-five minute explainer videos on the story, and I'm. I think I have an inkling of understanding of what's going on. Um. Yeah, but uh, other than Kingdom Hearts three, I'm looking forward to. Gears of War 5, or actually Gears 5 in this case, they're dropping of war. Um, because one, Gears 4 I thought was one of the more underrated games of this generation, and it didn't get enough love um, after its release than I uh, thought it would. And the game story ended on a fantastic cliffhanger. Uh, I know you guys also have Gears 5 on your list. Uh, yeah, also on my list. I, All I, three I, of us have that on yep. our list. I loved Gears 4. I like the new Gears class of characters. And like you said, I thought the cliffhanger was awesome. I mean, I, it, I'm i really into the lore of Gears of War and the world they had set out. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, 
although i mean i talked about this before there are some some things in gears 4 that i think they break their own lore um that had been set up or at least what i thought the lore was i mean the fact that jd was even born kind of breaks the lore for me because it was my understanding that the women that were in the military it was because they were unable to reproduce and because humanity was on the brink all women who could reproduce weren't allowed to be in the military they basically (laughs) were tasked with reproducing oh really i had no idea Mm -hmm. so the fact that anya was even able to bear a child is was surprising to me now maybe i'm just misremembering that and that's all i had canon that i came up with myself no 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 no, i i remember that too yeah but i mean i think i honestly thought you a lot of (laughs) infertility stuff that could I honestly thought through. Rob was going to go the route of, in his own head canon, Marcus and Dom were a thing. Uh, yeah. No, no. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm super excited for Gears 5 and, and see what they do next. Also, it's one of those things where, again, just visually, that Gears 4 was absolutely beautiful. So, Yeah, and uh, I think they're making 5 more open world or more hubbish, not like this linear structure. So I'm curious to see how they reinvent the wheel with Gears 5. I mean, I'm excited to play as a female protagonist. Oh no, hundred uh, percent. Cat was a great ad. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think she's fantastic, and I think for me too with the Gears franchise, this is one of those games that. I- so I don't normally like PvP games or, uh, like even like a lot of co-op games, but I really love the co-op modes in gears yeah they're agreed, a lot of 100%. fun for me yeah the horde mode especially yes for sure uh rob you want to read the next one off your list yeah sure i mean uh you mentioned gears 5 so i can take that off my list right now uh, the next one i'll bring up is crackdown 3 now i know that pretty much everything we've heard and they've shown shouldn't make me excited for crackdown 3 but i just loved the first one so so much and i'm in the mood for an open world game that has the kind of mobility that crackdown is known for that makes me feel actually powerful hopefully from the get-go i think the my problem i have sometimes with open world games even assassin's creed is that sometimes it takes a while for you to feel like a superhero right to feel like to feel powerful and I know that it's on purpose and there's a reason for that and there's that ramp and they want it to be challenging but sometimes I just want to go and mess things up right like I loved Saints Row the third because of how ridiculous and overpowered and the mobility in that being able to jump around from building and building and essentially being a superhero and so I hope I get that same feeling from Crackdown 3 also because it's going to be on Game Pass I've got nothing to lose in downloading it and playing it and so I'm really, really excited for it. Also, I've talked about this before. I love worlds that have a ton of color, especially like neon, I think is underrepresented in games. And so something that like this with all of its explosions and its neon coloring and I, I, I can't wait to see I'm, that game on yeah. the screen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Especially like with some of the weapons they introduced, uh, like the, was it the gravity one, which kind of sucks everything in. Um, I've heard from previous E3 uh, presentations that the game looks great. Um, but uh, 
some of the cuts did they worry you rob i don't know if you saw the latest uh round of articles but they cut the co-op down for the story mode from four to two players no that stuff doesn't bother me honestly i it's this is the kind of game that i don't even know the fact that it has co-op is nice i'm not going to be sitting around waiting for my friends to be on but if one of them is on and wants to hop in that's cool like i'm not I'm not concerned about stuff like that. I am excited though to see how that multiplayer mode looks where you do have like full destruction of the map and seeing what that is going to entail. Like the idea of the full destruction of the map is awesome, but is it going to be fun? Like what is the actual objective in that? And so I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, uh I'll be right there with you on day 1 for that one. Jen, you have the Outer Worlds on your list. I do. I do have the Outer Worlds on my list. This, uh, this is this is a this is a me kind of game. This, if I had to pick a style of RPG that I gravitate towards, the Outer Worlds is it. And the fact that it is developed by Obsidian makes me even more excited because I love the stories that Obsidian tells. Fallout New Vegas is a fantastic game gameplay wise it's kind of eh but the story is phenomenal and it's it's a game that made me made me really think about the choices that I was making with different factions and I'm hoping that the outer worlds keeps that in play and I mean so, and I, I, go ahead no so I will say that this isn't the type of RPG I normally get into um, I did not I do not enjoy the Fallout franchise for the most part. I haven't been able to get into it. I saw this shown off at the Game Awards. And again, the color, the color in this world, yes. the humor it, from the trailer that we got from the trailer, everything about this outside of the fact that it is one of those types of games has me super intrigued and super hyped. It didn't quite make my list of what I'm excited for, but I'm probably going to make a mistake and and i am going to get this game just based on the the world and the humor and who knows normally i actually really like what obsidian has done outside of fallout and so i'm hoping that this will be the one that gets me into that style of rpg did you play did you play new vegas or have you only played three and four fallout so i played a little bit of new vegas i had started to play it but again i just didn't i just couldn't i don't know what it is about this game yeah i just kind of did not get into it and that and that's totally fair i think that story-wise new vegas is definitely very different from three and four um and so those two are bethesda but i really like what uh obsidian does with pillars of eternity it's a an isometric rpg really kind of old school but it's got good stories good characters and so i yeah i am i am super excited for outer worlds it looks like kind of i guess like fallout and bioshock had a baby maybe with the design and the colors and and maybe just a a, a little dash of borderlands thrown a little bit with the humor yeah i can see that so uh, and, and and i'm excited for they have an aspect of the game that seems like it could be pretty neat where um it adjusts to your play style 
your flaws. So if you struggle against a certain kind of enemy, they will throw more of those at you. But you can take a an ability that will give you more rewards for facing those creatures. While also fighting at a disadvantage kind of thing. If that makes sense. So you don't have to play that way, but you can. And I think that's pretty neat. I think the more options they give you, the better. Um, that sounds actually pretty cool. Yeah. I know, I'm with Rob uh, when it comes out to the Fallout series. Just not those games don't click. Um, even uh, Elder Scrolls, I just can't get into them. But there's something about uh, the Outer Worlds that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm hoping... I'm hoping that, like, the quests and the storylines fall more toward an Obsidian style than a Bethesda style. Because it's not Bethesda. And so Bethesda is kind of bland with a lot of those <laughs> quests. And Obsidian tends to make those side quests really exciting. And so having the different companions that you can choose between um, the different aspects of the world. I think it could be cool. I'm optimistic. Yeah. Speaking of companions, one of the games I'm looking forward to uh, in this year is the new Pokemon game coming to the Switch. Uh, especially after what they'd done with Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee uh, at the end of last year, I think Nintendo is primed to bring Pokemon into the console generation. Uh, like I tried playing Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon on this 3DS, but I don't know. It, it, there's just something about the 3DS and its graphics, the screen, after this past generation, I'm just like, I, I just don't want to play these games. Or maybe they should just on. stop constantly remaking all of their old Pokemon games. I mean, I think they should do that, but on the Switch. Or just make a backward compatibility or proper library. Yeah, I think if you're going to remake Pokemon games, they should go the Let's Go route. I think that's a way to make them a little bit fresher and a little bit newer and it also i've already played these games so being able to just use a pokemon go style to catch the pokemon like they do in, in let's go means that the games themselves are a lot shorter which is for me is perfect for a game i've already played yeah. is being able to get through it much faster I, I this game didn't make my list just because we don't quite know enough about yeah. it but i will say i am also excited for what they can do on the Switch with a new Pokemon. Yeah, it's that. It's the portability on the go, um, being able to play it on the TV. I j and how good those Pokemon Ooh, look and Pokemon yeah. Let's Go. Like, oh, man. I mean, this is exactly what if I'm, I want. If I'm just able to catch a Snorlax and ride its stomach around <laughs> in this new one, I'll be happy with that. And I just hope their Pokemon designs are not a literal trash bag again. Uh, Rob, what's next on your list? Yeah, so also on my list is Rage 2. So I played the first Rage. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. I liked how it controlled and how it played. The story was garbage. And the fact that it ends on a cliffhanger that the, it, and the extent of the cliffhanger and how unsatisfying of a cliffhanger it was was kind of ridiculous. I don't even know if Rage 2 actually addresses the cliffhanger or picks up from that. I like the fact that they seem to have pivoted completely from a world that was mostly gray, although a beautiful gray, let me tell you. 
it was still mostly gray. And this looks like the theme of tonight's color. podcast is color. Yeah, yeah. It's this looks like a color. Theaters. This is like color explosion. This is basically one of those color runs, except in the form of a game. And you get an extra uh, point on a review for having color in your game. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, I'm I'm really excited. Again, this is a game where I'm hoping all I want from this game is for it to play well, right? And for it to be fun. I'm not looking for some deep intense story as much as i do like story games which <laughs> based on my list and things i've been pointing out today it might not seem that way but i'm i'm in the mood right now for just something that is fun to play right something that i can sit there get a marathon session in and not burn out on because i'm enjoying the minute to minute gameplay i recently i've been pretty bummed out by games that have fantastic stories but aren't necessarily great to play and so i've kind of just gone the complete opposite lately and i'm just looking for really really great gameplay and hopefully this will be it right with all of its crazy weapons and um it's over the topness like i just want it to be cotton candy man that's what i want it well uh speaking of a game that Will probably candy <laughs> will <game>. probably <laughs> hit both or check both of those boxes for you having a great story and playing well is Ori and the Will of the Wisps game of the year I <laughs> so um I'm excited for Ori and the Will of the Wisps because I think all three of us here loved the first Ori right yeah absolutely i feel like that was one of the last games we talked about two years ago uh when we were recording this podcast i think we talked about it quite a bit with our game of the year podcast yes yes for a very long time yeah Uh, i'm excited that both you guys had this on your list so it we could talk about it because i didn't i didn't put it on mine um and i almost took some a game off so that i could put it on mine but Mm -hmm. seeing that it was on both your lists i decided not to i am super excited and like you said this is hopefully we'll scratch both those I, I i love the story from the first one i love the way the story is told and that gameplay is absolutely amazing i've played through the first ori three different times Damn. through its entirety and is such a satisfying game to play going back through and just the control of of ori is so satisfying when you get his abilities it feels so good to just go from one move to the next and dashing and i love it i also it's very responsive. I also, yeah i also love that it's super satisfying because it's not an easy game no but the challenge never feels like you're being ripped off it always feels like you're just a second off and you're just slightly late on what you're supposed to be doing or or maybe you it's a, just a matter of you not realizing that you needed to do this first versus that first and stuff like that. I, I am, I'm really excited for this as well. I think the only thing I wish they kind of change up is I think when you finish those dungeons, I forget exactly what they were, but you had those like chase sequences and you never knew where the next direction you had the head was until you kind of died and went through it. I kind of wish they smoothed some of that stuff out, but other than that... Oh, no, I love those. I, I, I love mean, those, I mean, because I, once I finally get through them, I am so damn proud oh, of myself. No. Uh, I agree, but I just hated that sometimes you didn't know what direction you had to go into, like what, what your next move was. You kind of just had to blindly shoot off and just 
hope you knew where the next one you're in the just general vicinity of the did you die that many times that that you uh i the, the one with the frustrated wa- about the direction the one with the hey, water hey jen is Bilal bad at games is Bilal bad at games uh, did we, did I, we talked about this? I, I can i can be bad at games sometimes um if you guys saw me play the resident evil 2 demo um you guys would have screamed at me i've missed some really blatant headshots oh honey yeah it's like i lined up the shot on the zombie's head and pull right trigger and my thumb just pushes the right stick out of the way if we start talking about how bad you are at games we're going to be here another hour exactly. and a half what's exactly. what's the last game you have on your list below um the last one i have on my list is star wars jedi fallen order which is the respawn star wars game which i at this hope at this point hope we see something for because ea has canceled an unnamed star wars project so I mean, Respawn's done such a great job with Titanfall uh, and Titanfall 2 that i just really curious to see what they can do with Star Wars. Um, there's not much known about this besides the title, so I don't know. I'm excited. I just want a really good Star Wars uh, story. I mean, I would love that. I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath either, especially with all of the other things coming out about Star Wars and stories and stuff, but I would love a really good Star Wars game. The one thing we can at least rely on is that it should play well, considering that responds behind the wheel on it. Yeah. Um, so the last one I had on my list was is Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. And are you guys fans of Marvel Ultimate Alliance at all? No, I'm sorry. <sighs> I oh, what a did not bummer. like how they played. I've never played they're, it. They're they're base they're just they're just Diablo except with Marvel characters, and the dungeons are smaller where Diablo has more wide open maps and stuff like that. They tend to be mostly interiors in the Ultimate Alliance games. Is it like the... What was the Marvel MMO that we played together for a little while? Heroes? So, uh, yes, Marvel Heroes. Marvel yes, Heroes? so it okay. it is similar to that, to be honest. And that's when I, I actually liked Marvel Heroes is because it gave me a similar feeling that I got from Marvel Ultimate Alliance, except I like the idea of having a more linear story right an mm-hmm. actual package instead of it being this mmo that marvel heroes was i am shocked that it's going to be a switch exclusive and that they made this deal but i think the switch actually might be the perfect console for I this agree. being able to go in and just do a dungeon or a level you know here and there it also it being portable and the fact that you can make your team with different heroes and stuff like that i think it gives it a lot of replayability as well and so i'm hoping that the one thing my one thing i'm concerned about is the concern i have with a lot of switch games is i just hope that the online holds up and that hopefully you know nintendo realizes that they're being ridiculous and that there's just straight up in-game chat instead of having to use this a separate app or that having to have you know Discord or something like that separately from the Switch itself, because they let Fortnite do it and it works perfectly on Fortnite. I don't understand why that's not the standard going forward. No, I agree. Uh, I used oh, that. I mean, as you know, Nintendo was really big on change, and <laughs> um, you know they definitely don't take a decade to get the same features that other consoles have had for a really long time. Yeah, no, so. I remember using that app for Smash Brothers, and it was just a nightmare. I mean, it works, cool. but it's it's not the 
most ideal situation when so what we ended up having to do is we and i just leave my xbox on and go into an xbox party chat and then use that and then people who aren't can't leave their xbox on they just use the xbox app on their phone and use that and get in the party that way wow it's kind of ridiculous that, that is that's ridiculous yeah that, that's what we're having to do because we don't want to <sighs> deal with the app especially since that app cuts you like while you're loading in and stuff like that you can't talk oh yeah that's right i remember we'd be just in the middle of a conversation that's terrible yeah me and my cousin would be in the middle of a conversation and it just like jumps into loading and then you can't hear the person and then e- even but, with Sma- like man even with smash it was like you can only have four people in a match so i mean that's besides the point but yeah, yeah. but no i'm excited i i think that uh disney and marvel are and Marvel games are making some smart decisions on how they go about making these games, especially since the fruit of the, you know, their, their change from internally developing to giving it, handing it off has been Marvel Spider-Man from Insomniac. And that was absolutely fantastic. So I'm hoping we continue to get that similar high quality and we get something, obviously I don't anticipate it being on the same level as Marvel Spider-Man, but I'm hoping that it's closer to that rather than, let's say, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. But the, the roster for this game looks insane. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. Uh, so I think that does it for our upcoming games of 2019. We do have one reader question slash email that came in for us. And it is, if you could make a sequel to a franchise, what would it be? Uh, Jen, I know this is one you've thought about for a long time. I have thought about this one for a very long time, and it's something that a lot of people, especially on Twitter, know about me. It's, um, I have a group of friends who this is like the one thing that they will never forget about me. My favorite video game is Legend of Dragoon, and I have wanted a sequel for this game that came out in 1999 for since then since since the game came out i i think that it is a game a series that deserves a sequel and with the lore and the gameplay even i feel like it would be right for a sequel i just don't understand why sony never pushed for one i think maybe because that was at the height of final fantasy's popularity they just didn't think that they stood a chance so they didn't I would love a sequel to Legend of Dragoon. I went so far as to writing my own storyline for a sequel for Legend of Dragoon 2. And, uh, yeah. Was there a romantic subplot? No, there wasn't, actually. That's one of the few games I always wanted to play, uh, but whenever I went to Blockbuster... There's no copies available, and it made me sad, so I missed out on it. Well, go back and play it. So, is the spirit of this question that we want a sequel to something that never got a sequel, or is it are we allowed to pick something that already has a sequel, but it seems like they've stopped making sequels, and we'd like them to go back to it? I mean, I, yeah, sure, I think yeah, I think, I think the that's last fair. one, yeah, the yeah. last part. Okay, well, I'm gonna cheat. I'm actually gonna throw two out there. <gasps> okay. Um, so the first one would be I, I want another Dead Space game. I want it done right. I want it to go back towards the feel of one and two. Um, one being more survival horror. Two having a little 
bit more action but still having that survivor horror feel um if you give me one that's in either side of those camps i'm i'm totally cool with that but with uh four player co-op and microtransactions right uh no <laughs> i want it to be completely single player uh you want to throw in like a horde mode i think a horde mode in that universe Yo. with their creature design <laughs> and with the way you actually go about like defeating the enemies in that game i think a hard a horde mode would be really that really slick and really really cool that's it and i'm writing a letter to ea <laughs> <laughs> and then the second franchise that i'd like them to do a sequel to is i would like an actual alan wake 2 i know that's never gonna happen i would love an alan wake 2 i love that first one i even loved american nightmare for what it was i is american nightmare not a sequel it's a yes and no it does take place after the first one but it doesn't advance the story of the first one really Um, how can i explain it it reminds me kind of like you know how there's assassin's creed 2 and then brotherhood and then revelations but it's there's no real advancement in revelations we'll say you're kind of just in that limbo with the present day stuff okay yeah gotcha so imagine something like that is essentially what american nightmare is it's not a true sequel it was only download only i believe on uh, xbox live arcade and it was a very short um game i was still played fantastic it's still alan wake gameplay wise but it wasn't quite what i want out of a sequel and i would like a full-fledged sequel thanks <laughs> uh i think for me and i don't know maybe it sounds quite simple but i'd really like a new advanced wars um they were fantastic on the game boy advance and i don't know why nintendo stopped making them um, I don't know, maybe there's not enough waifus uh, and Fire Emblem just took over with that but I really enjoyed the mechanics of Advance Wars and it, I think there, even on the internet there's enough people screaming on uh, about it to, that I think it would warrant bringing it back. Listen, I'm not even into those that genre very much but Advance Wars is awesome. That is the one game in that genre that I was all about and loved. So I'm I'm behind you with there, that. One. I don't know. There's something about like taking a city and just watching it like crumble down and then pop up as your color, uh, creating the units for war, your hero power powers. Uh, it I, it was advanced for its time and that's why it was on the Game Boy Advance. But uh, I don't know. Uh, they I think they tried doing some console versions that weren't true in spirit. They're kind of like third person action uh, on the GameCube, but that uh, they need to do a proper one. I think the Switch is a perfect handheld for it. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know why that they haven't they haven't made another one. That seems kind of like a no brainer, and it wouldn't be difficult to make, as far as I understand. Yeah, I mean it, it's a perfect strategy game, in my opinion. Yeah. By the way, do we have a name for the person who sent this email? Because this was a fantastic question, so it I just want to give yeah. them credit. Oh, um, so this was actually from my boss, uh, Rich, who wasn't actually an email, but it just felt easier to say email. He, oh, gotcha. he suggested it over lunch uh, during work this past week. All right, cool. I mean, you, you could have just said it was from Rich, and you didn't have to put him on blast as your boss, so now everybody can actually identify him. But, I mean, all right. <laughs> it's okay. You could just find that all out on LinkedIn anyway. <laughs> so people, I don't think people are going to go to LinkedIn to look all that up. Ex- okay. Exactly. I think Rich is the only person who listens to us. So Actually, uh, 
We well, have... as long as I stay his favorite, right? Right? Mm, we'll see. Mm. We'll see after this mm. episode. Mm. I don't know where he stands mm. on Animal Crossing. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, I think that does it for this episode of The Work Print. Uh, you know, as usual, you can stay tuned to all things The Work Print over at theworkprint.com. You can follow, like, and subscribe over on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube by searching for The Work Print. Also on Instagram. Give us those likes. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, please subscribe, rate, and leave a comment on our podcast on iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, which Rob uses. Uh, it helps us get noticed, and we might actually pop up on one of those new and uh, you know new and noteworthy feeds that they do. Um, yeah, the suggested for you feeds. Exactly. You yeah, know? that'd be nice. Uh, yeah, no, I was actually quite happy with the turnout of the first episode. A lot more people listening than I expected. I thought awesome. I thought it would be the three of us, but no, there's a lot more. Uh, awesome. And what's what's an email or is the best way for them to actually like say ask us questions like the one we got earlier today? Would that be over Twitter or do we have an so email they can if send? If you to? want to send us any emails or questions, you can email us over at theworkprint at gmail dot com. Uh, I check that uh, inbox quite regularly, so there are questions will come in uh, and be noticed. Uh, yeah, I I mean I think the whole point of this podcast now as we go forward is that it is much more free flow with how we do things and what our topics are going to be from week to week. We're not necessarily going to be covering the news like a lot of other podcasts. So the more people send us, the the more content we have that we can talk about and, and work with. So I I think it'd be cool to get people who are listening more involved in, in the podcast itself so that they're in a way helping shape what this is yeah and uh if you look at the podcast feed uh i've been breaking down everything into uh you know video games stuff is going down underneath the games cast uh, for tv we put up a deadly class episode or a tv talk uh and then if we do movies i think that will be pretty easily noticeable probably with a review or a talk about uh the specific movie with the title and the name uh yeah we need to talk about that actually yeah. after this because I, I wanted to run something yeah, by you because i just saw dragon ball super broly and glass and i really want to talk to someone about those <laughs> okay well yeah, that's we not what i want to that's not what i don't want to i don't want to talk uh, about dragon ball i'm not i don't want that's not what i want to talk okay. to you about mm-hmm. but uh i okay uh rob jen where can everyone follow you guys don't uh, don't follow me just go ahead and follow jen yeah if you guys want to follow me just uh head on over to twitter at Jen Stayrook. Or just, you know, go listen to the Super Trash podcast. Yeah. And if you want to follow me, you can uh, follow me over on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mia. Uh, all right. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.